0: Today we talk about, are IUIs for me? Should I waste my time or just go straight to IVF? I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. When it comes to IUIs, I hear a lot of people always say that they don't think they should, they should do it because it's a waste of their time, that they know friends who did them and had to go on the IVF, and so they just want to jump straight to IVF. And why I wanted to do this episode is I want to really make sure people understand the chances of IUIs and who should go straight to IVF and who should try IUIs. No one's ever going to be able to tell you if the IUIs are going to work. But what I can tell you is they are more successful than you may think they are. And if the right person is doing them, they're actually very successful. The problem is, is a lot of places are like a factory mill. Everyone gets the same thing. They have to do six IUIs first. And if they don't get pregnant, then they go on IVF. And so it can be very frustrating because you spend all this money and emotion and heartache on these IUIs, and when they don't work, you feel like I should just put all that money towards IVF. And so we're going to go over a couple things about this, talking about what is an IUI, who are the candidates for IUI, talking about how IUI differs from other treatments. And then the last thing we're going to kind of go over is how many IUIs should you do? So the first question is, what is an IUI? IUI stands for intrauterine insemination. It means where we take the sperm and inject it into the uterus. Usually this is associated with what we call ovulation induction, where we give you medicine to make more follicles. And so the way we improve your chances of getting pregnant is because we are bypassing the vagina by putting the sperm right in the uterus. So if there's sperm antibodies or a hostile environment, it would bypass that. The other benefit is the sperm then is clean. It is the best of the best sperm that's injected in the uterus. There's even more sperm being put in the uterus than would be naturally. Naturally, there's millions and millions of sperm, but only 100,000 sperm get into the uterus. Now, millions get in the uterus, which help improve. Even in a normal semen analysis, the sperm is not perfect. And so there could be problems where the sperm struggles to get to where it needs to be. And so the IUI helps that by removing a lot of the sperm that get in the way and by putting the best sperm in the best position to have success, anyone who has flopian tubes that are open and have sperm counts at least above 10 million per ejaculate are going to be decent candidates for IUIs. But there are certain candidates that are better than others. For example, if you have low sperm counts, but they're not super low, above 10 million, then you'd be a great candidate for IUIs. Matter of fact, there are some men who have motility issues, where the sperm quality isn't that good, but they have plenty of sperm. They are fantastic candidates for IUIs. People with unexplained infertility, where there's not an obvious cause, but they've only been trying for less than a few years, they are decent candidates for IUIs. Other candidates for IUIs are going to be people who sometimes have problems with ejaculation or have problems with erections. Now, IUIs can allow the timing to be perfect because you can maximize the chances of the sperm and egg being there at the same time. Same sex couples or couples using donor sperm are also great candidates for IUIs because there's really not infertility. It's just needing to get the sperm in the right place. Now, out of that group, probably the one that's not as great as the rest of the group is the unexplained infertility. Now, I usually break that into a couple years of trying. To determine who's the better candidates. If it's someone's only been trying for a year, I think IUIs are fantastic. If someone's been trying for three years, I don't waste my time with IUIs. So I would tell people if you have two years of trying and not getting pregnant, and it's not something wrong with the tubes, the sperm count isn't very severe, it's not unreasonable to try IUIs. But if it's been over two years, you're really on that line where it may not be worth doing IUIs and there's a good chance it may not work. Now, the question is, how much does it work? Well, this is going to depend a little bit about where you do the IUI cycles. So the IUI itself is cleaning the sperm and jetting into the uterus. But the way you put the cycle together makes a difference too. Someone who is 25 years old and you give them Femara and you make a few eggs, that's going to be good enough. But if you are 42 years old and you're just getting Femara, it's probably not going to help you. So in general, we like to give numbers such as Femara-only IUI cycles or Clomid-only IUI cycles are somewhere around a 12 to 14% live birth rate, which is pretty low. I honestly only use that type of protocol in people who are very high candidates for IUIs, such as same-sex couples, or people who don't want twins, or people who just have a low sperm problem, it's going to fix it. We don't need to make lots of eggs. But in people who are more mature, or who have been trying for a year and a half, they may benefit from making more eggs. Now, again, we don't want to get crazy here and be the next octo mom. but on the same token, you have to also think about who you're treating. If you're under 35, we know 60% of the eggs are going to be normal. You don't need to make more than two eggs. You can even get away with just two or three. But we know at 42, over 80 to 85% of the eggs are going to be abnormal. It takes four to eight eggs potentially to get a couple good ones. And so someone who is at 40, I'm willing a minimum of three to four eggs. By 42, I'm shooting for four to five eggs. And so, when we talk about chances of getting pregnant, it depends on the aggressiveness of the protocol and the appropriateness of the protocol. Appropriateness matters based off of the person's age and situation. I would never give that a protocol to someone who's 26. But if that 26-year-old happened to have severe diminished ovarian reserve like that 42-year-old and has been trying for a long period of time, I'm going be more inclined to be more aggressive. Now, again, aggressiveness means just to help improve chances. You don't just make a lot of eggs if it's a sperm problem. Because once you do the IUI, you fix the sperm problem. In that situation, you want to back off a little bit. But if it's an egg issue, you need to adjust. In my experience, people who are great candidates, such as synceps couples, people who have low sperm issues, but the sperm counts are good, in those situations, I find 50% of people eventually get pregnant when doing IUIs. If it's couples that are not good candidates, it tends to be lower, even around 25%. So I'm not a big fan of IUIs and those cans who are not good candidates. But if you fall into the good candidates, about 50% of people will get pregnant. Now, what's interesting is, is that if you are more aggressive, like I was saying, and you're giving the right protocol, I tend to get pregnancy rates between about 15 to 22%. Now, the important part here is, again, making sure it's appropriate for you. So I don't want you to feel like you should be asking your doctor to be more aggressive. You may not need that. If it's just a male factor problem, then you can probably get away with just Femar or Clomid, and that's going to be enough, and you probably have success. Now, the question is, how many times do you do it? Do you just keep doing it until you get pregnant? Well, there's been studies out there that have shown that If it's going to work, it's really going to work in the first three to four cycles. About 90% of people who are going to get pregnant are pregnant in the first three to four cycles. That doesn't mean you can't do more. If your insurance covers it, keep doing it. Why would you want to pay to go on the IVF? Give it a few more tries, but understand that the chances of getting pregnant are probably going to be lower after those three to four cycles because if it was going to work, it's probably going to work right away. Now, it doesn't mean that if you get pregnant, and let's say you have a miscarriage, well, you have already done two cycles, so you only have one more left. It starts over again. At that point, it's now another three cycles. The reason it seems like IUIs aren't that good is because when you hear 15 to 22%, you're like, wow, what is Dr. Raymond so excited about? But keep in mind, the cumulative pregnancy rate is going to be close to 50%. So after doing three cycles, you'll be 50% or even higher. Whereas with IVF, it's one cycle and you have this high percentage, you know, sixty-seven percent or higher. And so it's easy to compare those, but you have to understand that there's more involved with IVF. There's more cost with IVF. And so I think IUIs aren't used enough. I see patients skip it many times. Matter of fact, I see these patients for second opinions who jumped the IVF too fast and then didn't have success and come see me for a second opinion. And I tell them, why not just try an IUI and I get them pregnant? And they're like, I wish we didn't do the IVF. And and they they jumped into it too fast because they were scared or someone told them that they needed to do it when they really didn't. Matter of fact, patients with polycystic ovarian syndrome tend to do very well with IUIs if done correctly. But a lot of doctors sometimes don't want to spend the time of having to, you know, watch everything so closely, adjusting with injections and everything to get the right protocol to get the work. But Most of them just try for home. If it doesn't work, they say, okay, go on the IVF. But IVF isn't always the greatest treatment for people with PCOS. PCOS patients do actually very well with inseminations. It's just trying to find that right protocol. And that's that's another topic for another day. But the point is IUIs are very useful. And I think the main thing is before you go jumping straight to IVF, understand that most people are pretty good candidates for IUIs. And I do agree, no one should just do them to do them. I think that's a waste, and I see clinics all the time do like timed intercourse first, and then do IUIs, and then they go on the IVF. And like, why did you go through all that? There was no reason; sperm was too low. You should have went straight to IVF. But there are times it is worth doing that, and that's where you need to talk to your doctor, and you need to find out what is best for you. And if you have any questions, and you feel like oh, maybe maybe that isn't right for me, ask them. And if you need to get a second opinion, um, you know I do the things the way I do them because I believe in them, but doesn't mean I'm always 100% correct. And so second opinions are great. And so get yourself a second opinion if needed. The next part is that it's not just IUI or IVF. There are other things in between. So for some people, there could be things where seeing a urologist to help sperm levels, maybe get to the point where you don't even need IUIs or IVF. You can end up maybe needing a laparoscopy because maybe you have endometriosis and you need to clean it up but there's also other treatments. For example, not every clinic does this, but there's called IVC, intravaginal culture, which I will be doing the episode on in the future. And there, it's kind of an in-between IUI and IVF. And that's perfect for couples who maybe say like, listen, we just want one kid, we have donor sperm, um, we'd rather do something that has a higher chance. With IVC, you basically do a low stem like an IUI, but you extract the eggs from the body like an IVF cycle, But then we put the eggs and sperm into a little pod that then goes into the vagina and sits there for the next five days. Then you come back in, we open it up, if we find embryos in it, we then put up the two embryos back into the uterus. And so here's something that has a much higher chance than IUIs. Each cycle can have up to like a 60, 70% chance, but it also doesn't deal with all the IVF stuff you have to do with high doses of medications. Now it is less than IVF, but it's definitely better than an IUI. But again, not even everyone needs to jump to that. But I want you to at least know there are those options. In the end, no one's ever going to tell you that IUIs are better than or equal to IVF. If IVF was free, everyone would do IVF. But it's not free. It's also not easy. It's very stressful. And for that reason, IUIs definitely have a place. But the reason you keep hearing they're not as good is because rarely do people go and talk about things that are good. Usually people talk about things when they don't go well. For example, everyone's always heard about the patient who did IVF and then got pregnant on their own. Yeah, it happens, but that's not the norm. I've heard that story too, and my wife had never had an accidental pregnancy, and most of my patients haven't. So when you hear about people going, oh, you know, I wasted my time and did IUIs, it could be one. They probably should, never should have done IUIs. Two, the other clinic wasn't maybe appropriately aggressive enough of the IUI. But three, the other thing is, is that it just didn't work in that time. But there are many people it works for, and usually they don't go around saying, "Oh, I did one IUI and got pregnant," because that's really not a great story. What's the cool story is, is that, "Oh, I did this and I had to go on this and then I got pregnant." And you hear about that more. But IUIs do work, and if done correctly, they're a very good source of fertility treatment and they're very easy they can be frustrating because when they don't work you don't know why they don't work your doctor doesn't know why they don't work either but they're a very affordable cost-effective treatment that has a very good pregnancy rate when done a few tries i would never recommend anyone to just do one iui unless it was like trying an iui first before going to ivf that's not unreasonable i see all the time patients come in they say. I want to go the IVF and I practically beg them to do an IUI. I'll even say to them sometimes, I will literally do the IUI for free if it doesn't work. I'm so convinced you can get pregnant with IUI because they've been told they have to do IVF and they do it and they get pregnant and like, oh, well, thank you for doing that. But most of the time, if you're just going to try one IUI, it's probably not worth it because a 15 to 22% chance is not that high of a chance that I would just do one. You really want to commit to at least three. IUIs to give it an actual valid chance. The last part I want to go into are people who are not the greatest candidates for IVF. There are some women out there who just have such poor egg quality and make so few eggs that sometimes IUIs may be better than IVF. Because I look at it from the standpoint of if you only have so much money, Let's say you have $10,000 and you can only do one IVF cycle and only get four eggs. But you can do 10 IUI cycles and get 30 eggs over that time. Then it makes more sense sometimes to do IUI if the problem can be fixed with IUI. Clearly, if their tubes are blocked, the sperm is severely low, it's not an option. But sometimes IUI can even be better for some people. So I'll give you an example like with my wife she didn't make a lot of eggs. We were not great candidates for IVF. But unfortunately, my sperm was so severe, we didn't have another option. But I can guarantee you, if we could have done IUIs, she only needs to make one egg per month. So even with the few eggs she made, we would have had a much better chances doing IUIs and getting multiple kids in the future. But unfortunately, we had to go to IVF because IVF, although it's good, nature is always a little bit better. And so if you're the right candidate for IUI, it's a great option for you. Don't be afraid to do it. But also, it does make sense to look at the financial considerations. If it costs more than an IVF cycle to do three IUIs, don't do it. That doesn't make sense. But if you're a good candidate and it's affordable at your place, it's definitely worth trying. Hopefully this episode was helpful to some of you who are maybe considering doing IUIs or maybe you have a friend who's going to do them. Let them know about this podcast and maybe that might help them make decisions or decide to maybe try it-wise before jumping to IVF because someone told them they should go straight to IVF. As always, greatly appreciate everyone who listens to this. If you love us, give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast medium. Tell your friends about us. And as always, I look forward to talking to you again next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday.